Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and this is episode number 297. Hey, everybody. This is a special episode because I've got something really great to share with you, my Not Old Better Show audience. You know, in today's oversaturated media world, there are few people who can rise above as a writer, an editor, someone who convenes great meetings, and is a troublemaker. I'm talking about Tina Brown, president, founder, and CEO of Tina Brown Live Media. You know, as editor-in-chief at Vanity Fair and The New Yorker, Tina Brown has had opportunity to sit with the world's most important people to hear their thoughts on the zeitgeist. So who are the movers and shakers shaping our world? Well, Tina Brown knows, and on her new podcast, TBD with Tina Brown, she invites you to hear her candid conversations with writers, politicians, crime sleuths, journalists, and the newsmakers of tomorrow's social debates. She dares to ask the questions that no one will and digs into the topics that will shape tomorrow's world all with style and grace. You're about to hear a preview of her conversation with one of my favorite programs, Transparent, and its creator, Jill Soloway, where they dig into gender, how Jill became the person they are today, and who works with Jeffrey Tambor on the program Transparent. And while you're listening, go subscribe to TBD with Tina Brown on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening right now, or find a link in the episode notes that will take you exactly there. It's a really great insider show that you in the Not Old Better Show audience are going to love because we know that in today's media culture, there's no one more plugged in than Tina Brown. And if you want to know what Tina Brown knows and what conversations Tina Brown hears, then listen in and hear some really great interviews by the one and only Tina Brown. You got to check this out. Go to Apple Podcasts now. Enjoy. So there's this compulsory heterosexuality that you're assumed to be part of when you're you know, born female. You're a little girl, you want to be pretty. You want to be cute, you want to be pretty. You're a teenager, you want to be pretty, you want to be thin. You want to attract men. I did it all. And as far as I knew, loved it all. It worked. I'm Tina Brown and welcome to TBD, which stands for Tina Brown's Diaries, because most of what I write and think starts there. But the letters also stand for plenty of other things that are yet to come, because to me, the best in life is TBD. It's no accident that I chose Jill Soloway to be my first guest on this podcast. I wanted someone who challenged my whole way of thinking. It should be transparent by now that transparent creator Jill has been a groundbreaking voice in the progress of trans rights in America, both in art and in life. The series has run for four seasons on Amazon and is, of course, based on Soloway's actual family. In 2011, Jill's psychiatrist father, Harry, came out as transgender and the Soloways were soon reborn as the beguilingly dysfunctional Pfefferman family. Transparent has won eight Emmys, a Golden Globe and a Peabody Award. And during its evolution, another mind-bending transition occurred. The twice-married writer-director came out as gender non-binary. Now, the 53-year-old auteur has written a wildly candid and funny memoir called She Wants It, despite the fact that Soloway now prefers the pronoun they. I visited Jill in their Spanish-style home in Los Feliz, California. 
Dominating the sun-filled living room is a white piano on which sister Faith Soloway, an accomplished musician, composes music that will be heard in the fifth and final season of Transparent. I had actually felt increasingly daunted by the idea of meeting Soloway, whom I feared might be impossibly cool. But when we met, Jill had just come from a raucous rehearsal of Faith's new music for Transparent at the fictional Pfefferman home in Pasadena. When Jill bounded into the room with such wonderful exuberance and a beautiful clear-eyed face under the grey buzz cut so full of joyful intelligence, I saw someone whose gender journey has truly set them free. And I felt unexpectedly envious. The pursuit of so-called femininity and glamour is such a burdensome bore, and it's all tied up with the whole deadly effort of how women try to please. Sitting there on the cosy couch... I wanted to say that though I'm not going to be declaring my gender nonconformity anytime soon, I have definitely entered my buzz cut moment and long only to sever the connection with historic blondness and all that goes with it. Jill Soloway, welcome to TBD. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> Well, first of all, I strove in that introduction not to use the pronoun she, right? Which can, I know, be insulting to some in the gender non-binary world. And then you go and call your book, She Wants It, okay? So why not they want it, Jill? You know, um, I wrote a grant proposal for a documentary movie called She Wants It when I was in my early 20s. And I went and found that proposal as I was digging through my past trying to, you know figure out where I came from and who I was and what it meant to grow up in this house where this person that I thought was my father was actually a second mother. And I couldn't believe that I was thinking about the same damn things 25 years ago. Desire, consent, what femaleness has to do with our ability to be believed in the court of law. I've been thinking about it so much that I thought, you know, it's a good title. I'm going to stick with it. It is. And also, of course, it does speak to one of the other themes that just does run very strong through the book, which is this amazing ambition you've always had. I mean, I love the way that you are so frontal about the fact that you wanted success. And you said you know, that your mother has an unstoppable need for attention. Do you think that she was one of the, the, the drivers of this thing that you have, which is to get it done and, and make it happen? Yeah, keep doing it. Just go, go, go. For sure. Yeah, we grew up in a neighborhood in Chicago called South Commons. And this neighborhood was a beautiful confluence of a kind of revolutionary moment where white people and black people were creating this neighborhood together and feminism was in there and equal rights. And then there was the Black Panthers. And we were all really believing, I think, in the idea of an intersectional power movement, even though we didn't have those words yet. And recently I've been speaking to people and saying, you know, what was happening in the neighborhood? What kinds of organizations were going on? And one of the people who lived in South Commons said, like, are you trying to be funny? I'm like, no. And they said, there was no organizations. It was your mom. Your mom was doing all of this. She was pulling us all together. She was, she, she wrote the newsletter. She created these community organizations. She was just going nuts trying to make things happen. So uh, you write about how liberating it was when your parent, Harry, did come out as trans. And I love what you say. You said, I was suddenly powered by a huge gust of yes. I stopped believing that I wasn't a real artist. Why was this so liberating for you? You know, I think the surface answer would be that my parent, who I call Carrie now, Carrie was going as fast as she could towards her most actualized self, and so I better do it as well. So I could be inspired by her, maybe. That's one way of looking at it. Another way could be I was running from it. 
I was so scared to just face the basic human emotion of getting to know this new parent that I buried myself in my artistry and this new plan. It gave you this kind of wild courage, it seems, to write this piece. Yeah, I've always had courage professionally. I think what it gave me was a narrative. And actually, when I was writing the transparent pilot, it wasn't as much of a feeling of courageous ambition. It was a little bit more like, I'm going to go into this place where I can take my shame and shape it into something lovely and tell this story in a way where I can get the angle on it that makes it all okay for myself, for my family, for my community, for the world. Well, you certainly did that. I mean, you just broke it out for everybody. Why do you think the gender's so fluid in your family? All of you have had these stories that are remarkable and it leaves you boggling and thinking, what was it about South Commons or what is it about the, the kind of the makeup of the Soloways that, that, you know, took you all on these different paths? Yeah, I think, you know, this idea of people being non-binary is going, going to become more and more common over the coming decades. And I think, I, you know, I try to imagine if my parents were born today instead of born where they were. My, 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 you know, Carrie was born in England and London during, you know, during just before the war. My mother was born in Chicago to Russian immigrants. So everybody's a Russian immigrant. Everybody's a Jewish Russian immigrant. Everybody in my family escaping the Holocaust in some way, whether literally or, you know, psychically. Um, if those humans were born today, Harry and Elaine or Carrie and Elaine, to really liberal parents and had give, were given the opportunity as children to say, hey, what gender feels right? My trans parent, Carrie, absolutely would either be trans or non-binary, of course. And who knows, maybe even my mom, Elaine, who's so, uh, you know, strong and she's kind of manly and she has short gray hair and she has tattoos and she's just really, really powerful in terms of what she wants. So I do wonder, you know, it may be as simple as saying everybody in our family is a little sort of gender, not normal. A lot of people in the trans community actually were very angry with you at the start, right? And they were full of, of resentment. And you've learned that it's a complicated community that you have to negotiate with care. How did you go about that? Well, I still fail constantly. You know, I still upset the trans community all the time. Even this question of identifying as non-binary and whether I can use the word trans and whether I can be under that quote-unquote trans umbrella and be part of the trans community or whether I need to sort of hold myself over here and say, I'm non-binary, but I'm not trans. So... That even that is in question this week, you know, in our in our growing as a community. Some people just say trans and non-binary. Some people say there's a trans umbrella and everybody's under it. But yes, I totally understand why trans people were furious when Transparent first came out because Jeffrey was playing a trans woman and Jeffrey is cis. And it's not just as simple as somebody saying, you know, if this is an Asian character, we need an Asian actor. Representation, absolutely a totally important thing. There's a danger when you have a cis man playing a trans woman because it plays into the far right's fear that trans women are actually just cis men dressing up. That was just a preview of TBD with Tina Brown. To hear the rest of these interviews and more, go subscribe to TBD with Tina Brown on Apple Podcasts today. Thanks, everybody, for listening today to our preview episode of TBD with Tina Brown. The podcast is out and live today today on Apple Podcasts, so please go check it out. Thanks, everybody.